oh, you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. After work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block for Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Hey everybody, welcome to Joke Workshop. We're gonna get started in just a minute. So, as soon as all the throngs you know, come in. this. Yo, I get high off bullets, high off gats, high off R&B, high off rap. I get high with some help from my friends, high off the studio, high off making amends. I get high off Pac, high off Biggie, high off Eminem. I get high off 50, smoking the herb till I'm old gray and 50. And I'm out in Cali with a green so sticky where we all get high and puff the lie. Roll up in the morning and write a rhyme, hit the lab, blaze one up. I get high like Mike in the booth when I'm up on the mic. I get high with dimes in the bar. I get high when I roll through the hood and I cruise in my car. I get high when I'm making my beats. Get high when I'm blazing the heat. I get high every day of the week. I'm high with me. Get high off the 
fact I'm alive I get high off earth when the fire and the Jackson fire I get high off funk, high off jazz I get high off trees when they mix with the hash I get high off my lady and my baby girl I get high off just being a part of this world I get high off hip hop, finding them breaks In the club I'm just choosing which dime I should take Twisting the blend in the benzo, bending corners Thanks to the cannabis clubs in California I get high off burp High off diesel, ain't another state got grapes this lethal. Creating spits, getting lit with all my amigos. When you ain't got it, I'm there getting high with your peoples. I get high when the city is dry. I get high like all of the time, dog. I get high like the 4th of July. Okay, I finished getting high. I'll do some jokes for you, David, since no one else is here yet, and uh, you can tell me if my three new jokes are worth anything. Okay, uh. All right, I got a, I got a couple, I got a couple new things. Uh, one, yeah. Uh, what's the craziest drug you've ever taken? You have to think about it that hard. You were clearly like a Boy Scout. Horse tranquilizer, ketamine, something of that nature. All right, good. Yeah, uh, I took fentanyl, not recently. In 2006, I, I, uh, I got these fentanyl patches from my. It was actually, it's one of the sweetest moments. Um, I knew that, I knew that my now, well, he wasn't my ex-father-in-law at the time, but my ex-husband's father on his deathbed, he said, give Pam all my drugs. And so I got these 12 fentanyl patches and I got 59 Marinol and this weird pharmaceutical cocaine that I don't remember what it was called, but it was fucking good. It's what you give to people that are dying so they can be awake when you like talk to them. People come in for visits. You get them all hopped up on goofballs and then you like, like, ah, they're so excited. Anyways, that pharmaceutical grade cocaine, I wish I could remember what that was called. Anyway, I'm not an idiot. So I didn't like just take the whole patch of fentanyl, 75 milligram patch. He was a 180 pound man. I was a 118 lady so trying to be smart about it so I scored it in thirds and I just put 25 milligrams on me and I was high for about 56 hours and um, I finally told my husband I was like he's like what's wrong with you and I'm like I've been on fentanyl for the past 56 hours and he was like what and he starts getting really upset with me and I didn't care because I was fucked up but I was like this is a really great moment in time I realized I'll never be a heroin addict like, I didn't like it at all. Like, I ripped it off. I was like, this was lame. I'd never do this bullshit again. The Marinol was great. Uh, my other favorite drug, this is crazy. So, I love, I, I mean, I love Valium. Is it the same thing as in heroin? Uh, no, fentanyl is 100 times stronger than heroin. Oh, really? Yeah. 100 it's 100 times stronger. It's what they give people an end of life. Like, so that's how I got it, because he was dying of liver cancer. And on his, on his deathbed, my ex-husband's, well, my Father, he, I didn't divorce him until the guy was dead. So he's still, so no. Big Austin, Big Austin gave me all his drugs on his deathbed. He was like, give Pam all my drugs. <laughs> well, I miss you, Big Austin. I know he loved me. It was his, it was the mother-in-law. She was the cunt face. Anyways, I didn't want to, I, was, I got off track there for a second because I was trying to back up on a new thing. Let me tell you a real new joke. Okay, I came up with this today. Uh, I got an MFA in poetry and I'm, I always wanted to be a professor, but I finally realized why I can't be a professor. Uh, I, I would have sex with all of my students. Like that would be, that would be, I would get in a lot of trouble. Like, uh, yeah, you're supposed to wait, I guess. Okay, you guys didn't think that was that funny. Okay, I came up with another one. This one I came up with yesterday. What? You said you're supposed to 
I think you're supposed to wait till they're out of your class, but that's like nine weeks in a semester in a quarter system and fifteen weeks in a semester, and like that's that's a long time to wait. <laughs> I don't think I could ever be a professor. Um, but I yesterday, oh my god, I had the most amazing day. Um, this guy invited me over to his house in the Castro, and uh, we made breakfast together. We made brunch and a fruit salad. Uh, and then we went on a walk to Dolores Park, and we held hands like most of the time. And on at the end of it, I got a hundred bucks because uh, I was babysitting. <laughs> He's four years old. I don't know if it was a date or if it was his mommy set us up. It was really he was such a gentleman. He was the best date I've had in like six years. The kid is four years old. Uh, okay, so that premise has legs, right? <laughs> no. Okay. They laughed at it yesterday at OMG, but it was more fra- it was like I was just telling it for realsies, like cause it just happened, so I don't know how to make it like scripted. Anyways, those are my three new jokes. Yay, drugs! It's I know I have to. I can go. The other microphones are on, but I'll go back there because I can't handle being up here. It makes me too nervous. Yeah, I think um, the prof- the professor one just it was it was it was great, but I feel like you like jumped out of the plane before like that felt like the beginning of that just it still felt like it was in kind of premise land and what you were gonna explain like I would have sex with all my students and then we're like we're looking for all the reasons why and it just felt like you like oh. ended the joke right as you were starting the premise so I think that was like what was happening you're like was that not funny it's like no it's funny but it's just like what are what have you done in the past that would indicate that this is what your behavior would be like oh. in the future? Or is it like all poetry MFAs are like the fucking hottest dudes I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life? If you spin around poetry, you just didn't, didn't give justification. Right. You just like, well, you didn't give us enough information about yourself as to why that would be the case. You kind of just made the statement, but like there's a, th- I think there's a ton there. It's just like, it was up to you to sort of paint the picture as to who you are and why and what have you done in the past? Have you almost slept with a, the kid you were babysitting, for example? <laughs> like, what is like Pam's behavior where you know you can't handle that responsibility and that you maybe say something like you like younger dudes and you know you just needed like a whole you just needed to paint a picture of like why that would be the case for you. So I think it was like totally fine. You were just starting like just the, new the idea. Yeah, it just was like okay, I'm ready to hear it, and then you were like. That wasn't funny. I'm like, dude, you just fucking set. That was like the setup, you know? So I think there's like a ton there. It's just, um, oh yeah. And I think, yeah, the drug thing was, I, was, I mean, I laughed at being high for 50 Oh, I so. forgot to talk about the thing about, so there's this drug I just learned about today called Midazepam. Like, and it's, a, anyways, it's a fat, it's a long living. My name is in the drug. Uh, it's huh. it's, so it's the two Pam family and they're all it, they're all benzodiazepines. Literally got my name on it. But um, I I just I was doing all this research on drug sticks. I love the two Pam family because I feel like that's my name and I was made for those drugs. Yeah, I mean this drug. I think just this isn't like, but yeah, da 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 Pam. This drug literally has my name written <laughs> all over it. Or the this drug has my name on it. Literally, I mean that's not like the that's not where you're gonna get your biggest laugh. But like that's a great launch into something more about that. And I think it's really funny. You're like, that's like the lasting, it's sort of funny too, is maybe after you dumped your, um, or after you had that breakup, 
Was it, was it was divorce, right? Yeah. Like that's like, you still have these, like these patches are the only like alimony you got. Cause I, yeah, no, I did that it, guy it, have everything. At least right. they got fucking big Austin's like death drugs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I actually sent those in a CD case to some old heroin addicts in Ma- Manchester, England. Yeah. <laughs> and they made it there too, which is weird. Um, True stories. And I think the, the kid thing too is like a good, um, I I really I really think that one is cute because I I don't but I just don't know how long to like keep up the premise of I'm on this date before I reveal that he's four, and that do I reveal that I got paid a hundred bucks before I have to? That's what's funny. You just want to have like um, yeah. You just kind of want to have like a singular. At first, I think you just have the singular singular message to set up the expectations that this is like a normal dude, and finally you know, a man that just didn't like fucking mansplain to me or didn't talk too much or find like the reasons why this was a great date. So just give it like two to three lines of We setup. really made breakfast. We made French toast. It really was romantic. Like I woke beautiful up, house. I woke, yeah, like I woke up. He made me, or uh, you can't say he made me French toast. Like we had French, we had French toast, which is, you know, just do as much of that sort of, it's like one of those wordsmithing jokes where like you just got to carefully massage the words to like create that expectation of this is like a dude that you... So I guess that means you're not with your other guy, right? Are you single again? No, yeah. You're single again? No. Oh, okay. This is just like for, okay. Well, no, but you have to use the microphone too, darling. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, no, it's just, I just read this blog recently where the they said that you should never reveal on stage whether you're in a relationship uh, because right. it, it, it makes everybody not like you as much as they could. Because okay. they kind of want to fuck Well, you. I was just like, since I know you, I'm like, oh, I seem like you're so happy. So I was just a little concerned about that in real life. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's like a super, I think it's a solid thing. You just need to write, what are the things that you can do with a man that makes it sound like, I think like breakfast, like breakfast is really nice because it has that sort of very sexual innuendo, but in a really sweet way. Like, you know, we ha- I love it having I love having breakfast with you know I love it having breakfast with a fellow in the morning you know just find those you just have to fine tune the wording but that's such a great way to just establish establish but I think it's like two to three lines I don't think you need to take us on this like long ass journey I think it's like a pretty quick joke cool thanks right? David yeah. yeah thank you for the help yeah appreciate it thank you uh, are we is there enough people to oh oh. I was Is Max gonna, gonna say something? Ooh. Yeah, I was gonna say I agree with David. I was kind of curious to hear more about the uh, was it the MFA students you'd be teaching? Like what, <laughs> what makes them so desirable or like? Or really it's fun? college guys. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Duh. so there's nothing about them like writing new poems or anything. No, like they're that, good or? looking. What is? <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe you. I mean, yeah, I think you need another example of because it's weird. You're um, it's like weird that you're. It's hard to understand why this would be your opinion in the future when you haven't like established really who you are in the past. I think that's what's sort of strange about that joke without oh, you giving it like a little more right. context. Yeah. I don't think I would ever use it as an opener for anything. Yeah. I, it would have to be in the middle of something, but uh, yay. Okay, let's start the thingy. Yay, is Dan here yet? No, Dan. He signed up first. Um, well, oh, and I have to get my timer. I'm sorry. I'm, I got really high before we started today, so I'm a little bit wonky. Okay. Uh, so, well, David's here. He just gave me a bunch of great comments, and now he is going to go up to the mic. And uh, hey, everybody, welcome to the Joke Workshop. Um, remember, be nice to everybody. I mean, not nice. Tell, don't be fucking, don't sugarcoat it or fucking blow smoke up their dick or whatever. But, like, you know, tell them something nice and then tell them stuff and then whatever. 
I, I smoked so much weed. I'm, if anybody wants to smoke weed, I'm smoking it back here. Uh, <laughs> really. Uh, your first comedian of the night. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for David Roth. I came up surrounded by dope fiends and alcoholics. Dodgers and hogglers will pick your pocket. Holla at you, boy. I don't know how to call it. I was huh? This thing is on. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys. 36 years old. Um, you probably can't tell because of my supple skin, but I am 36. Uh, and it is a hoot. I had, uh, this, this happened, I had hemorrhoids at the same time as I had plantar fasciitis. I was like, oh my God, I can't sit down or stand up. Which sucks. I was just, spent my whole, I spent my whole weekend sideways. I feel like you should have more empathy with me. Um, and while I was sideways, the movie Sideways was on. I was like, you know, like I'm into sort of dumb wordplay. I'm going to just watch Sideways because I'm sideways and it's dumb. Uh, and I was like, I think Paul Giamatti has, the only way his character makes sense is if he also has hemorrhoids. Like, I think that's like his main acting thrust. It's like, what would you, how would you behave if you just had constant chronic raging hemorrhoids? That's like his, like, MO in literally every movie. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, it's funny, man. I'm doing, yeah, I think everyone here knows I'm divorced, but I'm doing like a bunch of online dating and it's like very uneven for me. Um, like I get absolutely like nothing on Tinder. It's fucking tumbleweeds on Tinder. And I call it like tumbleweeds, Tinder, bear cupboards, Bumble. But then it is a completely different story uh, for me on JDate. Um, like I logged on, like submitted my photos, pressed like, you know, finally got online and I just don't want to fuck this up so I'm going to read it um whoops yeah the moment yeah the moment I signed on it was like a goddamn frenzy uh these women it was like sharks smelling blood in the water uh except sharks have smaller noses uh <laughs> like Jews wandered the desert parched for 40 years but like a 39 year old woman on jaded I have never met anyone thirstier uh <laughs> yeah like um yeah, imagine it's like winter in Tel Aviv and I am the last bowl of matzo ball soup. <laughs> That's how thirsty these women are. And but like some like women really hit me up on this app like it's been kind of crazy how like the how how good the odds have been for me how good the odds have been for me on JDate. But then there's like some women on JDate that don't match with me. And I, I don't mean to be like arrogant, but like what the fuck are you looking for if you're not like looking for this face on JDate? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. I think, I think it must be like Jake Gyllenhaal is like throwing off the curve. I don't know what you're looking for. Like, I should be like the face in the square on your phone on J-Date. Uh, like, for every Jake Gyllenhaal, there's got to be like a million Woody Allens. I mean, I get it. I'm, I feel like I'm better, better looking than Jason Biggs, but not quite as handsome as Ross from Friends. But I'm still just like, I don't understand. This, this fucking face, is that arrogant of me? I'm only saying it because it's just, it's, just, it's just on J-Date. I don't know what you're looking for, ladies. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Oh yeah, speaking of apps, um, I'm, I feel like these apps coming out of SF, like they're trying way too hard to be just one syllable. Like if you notice, like all these apps are one syllable. Like if you want your dog walked, like it, download WAG. If you want your laundry done for you, download Rinse. If you want a massage, download Calm, but not their competitor, Soothe. Uh, I was just thinking, like, I kind of want to make my own version of, I want to make my own one-syllable apps, but for, like, religious purposes, you know? Like, if you're going to get a circumcision, 
you know, why not download Snip? <laughs> if you want a bapt, if you want a baptism, download Dunk. Uh, if you want gay conversion therapy, try downloading Pence. Oh, it's so edgy at Joke Workshop at 6 p.m. when it's daylight and no one gives a shit. Um, what else do I have that's kind of short? Um, oh yeah, I feel like the guy. I feel like the guy that wrote like God's dialogue in the Bible, like really like knocked it out of the park. Because uh, like you met, I'm just imagining like the first draft of the Bible, and it's just like the Ten Commandments are like, don't steal, don't lie, don't covet the neighbor's wife. But then, I don't know, it just wasn't really resonating. Like, no one was listening. And then there was probably this, like, editor who had this, like, God complex, like, Greg or something. They're like, man, we should just have Greg rewrite this shit. And Greg's like, yeah, I know what to do. You want some results? No more of this don't bullshit. How about thou shall not? Thou shalt not steal. It's like, don't sleep with your neighbor's wife or don't be jealous of your neighbor's wife. How about thou shalt not covet? No one uses that word. You know, it's okay that this set was middling because it was joke workshop and I'm <laughs> all right thanks guys when the cable calls, the David Roth. so stay up there buddy who has uh, little comments oh and I see that you put your phone on that on that beautiful jar of money if we can all remember to we just uh, the rent just got up to a hundred bucks I'm like really really yeah I know whatever it's how it's San Francisco but um you don't. You another one to throw in there. You look a little like Freddie Prince. Ju- Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, really? You could be a larger vert. He would be like the top of the list. That, that like he's on top of Ross as like you know. Uh, and then I I wouldn't mind if you put in your in your Jew joke wandering the desert for forty years thirsty. Did you do that? In your in your thirsty joke. I didn't, I don't, maybe I heard you and I was just so high that then I thought of it myself because you already said it. I I said, Jews have wandered the desert for 40 years. Okay, that was the setup. Yeah, 39 year old woman on J-Date, no one has ever been thirsty. Okay, that was the setup because I was like, maybe I wanted to hear you call it back again and then say wandering in the desert for 40 years thirsty, like after the matzo ball soup thing. I feel like I just, that was just like three of the same jokes, but I don't know if I can get away with that or not, but it was like three jokes about thirsty Jewish women. Sure. Um, yeah. Is it more like Freddie Prince than Ross from Friends? No, you look like all three of them, kind of. <laughs> we all look the same. Yeah. yeah. We're all we're all related. But that's all I had. I thought your stuff was, you know, you you're a writer. You write your stuff. That's great. That's awesome. You have actual jokes you've written. <laughs> it's impressive. Out of curiosity, how new were those gifs? Like, like, have you been saying them and stuff? No, they're pretty brand new. Pretty brand new? I mean, I just, yeah, like, I basically thought of them on, like, Thursday. I did, like, Time. a clip on Thursday, and then I just I haven't really gotten time to get back to them until now. But, yeah, this is, like, Cause the it, second time. It sounds like you hate Jewish women, <laughs> but that's dope if you do. You just need a story about why, like a Jewish woman that hurt, like your mom, or right, just, just some some Jew that was like, "You're not black enough," and it's like, "You found me on J Day." I don't know. Yeah, well my, uh, my ex-wife is Jewish, so maybe that's definitely. Cool. I would talk. Oh, yeah, bring that up. Because then they're like, "Oh, it's his ex-wife. No one gives a fuck." Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. Any other comments? Clap wildly for David Roth. Yay! Sometimes you need to know when you're blowing on chronic, like coughing is choking, blowing is smoking. All right. That was David Roth. Um, has Eric, Eric, I don't think Eric Cash is here yet. Wow, there's a the cameras are here. Yeah, as long as everybody as long as everybody's okay is is yeah as long as everyone here is okay with you filming. I I don't give a shit. Yeah, absolutely. And then you you don't even have to necessarily worry too much about the sound because we have we are making good sound here. Yeah, we're uh, we're streaming live, but it's also we record it and it's just a you know how it works. Hi, I remember you guys from last night. Um, Cool. Well, Nick Scarpino is has a film crew following him for a documentary that they're filming about um, comedy, I guess, underground comedy in San Francisco. So they're back again, and it's very exciting here at Mutiny Radio. And um, people on the list aren't here yet, so we're going to go. Oh, you did? Are you? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I have a list. I have a list over here. No, I'm sorry. I have two lists. I, I just, I didn't see that happen because I'm, um, if you're here, I just, if I can see the list, that would be great. Cause I don't, I don't, um, I have a different list in here. Thanks. Yeah. All right. And I don't know you're new. All right, everybody. Hey, uh, she's new comedian. So be nice. And pay attention, take notes, and clap wildly for Dahina Devin. What you got three on it? I'm gonna tell you I'm dry. The last word for this lesson in tree bonics. Is it on? Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm Bettina. And, oh, I know that's the weed talking, I guess. Um, <laughs> and um, I am actually, I'm actually really excited to be here. Seriously. I mean, no, 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 I am. Thank you. Not, not only to be doing comedy, but actually that I just remembered that I had anywhere to be at all tonight. I mean, it was a big day for me. So it was kind of an epic day. I also today managed to program my GPS in my car by myself, all by myself, to get here. I mean, I felt, I actually felt very cool. I just typed in, where the fuck are we, San Francisco? And it just, boom, I got here. But seriously, where are we? Because I'm a native San Franciscan, I grew up here. I have no recollection. <laughs> I have no recollection of this neighborhood ever growing up. I don't, I don't honestly think it was here. <laughs> I don't know. But um, such are the challenges of aging. Um, you know, you guys have all heard the older you get, the more you appreciate the small things, like my shrinking bladder. I, you, no, I, you know, I just, I just went to the bathroom couple of minutes ago, right before I got up here, and I have no memory where that bathroom is. It's not like we're in exactly the Taj Mahal right here, you know? But it's okay, because I will make a new friend when I ask somebody how to get back there when, when you know, in a few minutes, like when I have to go again in three minutes. It's okay. It's really okay. I, I, 
I like to focus on the wins um, because I honestly feel that I'm a pretty youthful, vibrant person for my age. And um, I mean, this girl is on fire. This crone. Oh, okay. You're laughing, but you don't really know what that is. See, I forgot. I forgot already. I forgot that I was going to be playing to an underage audience. I totally forgot. Oh, come on. No, don't give me that look. I know you are under 65. I, know, I mean, you are definitely under 65. You know, this is not my, this may be my first rodeo doing stand-up, but I tried that. I tried that. I tried forging a, a legal document, <clears throat> and I got carded when I was 64. They wouldn't let me into the Medicare club. You know, they're, very, they're very strict about that. But it's okay. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay with aging. Um, I, I honestly believe that I have a lot to look forward to. Anybody who knows me knows that that's how I am. I'm still waiting for boobs. And it's okay. Ollie, and free. It's okay to come out now, girls. It's okay. It's okay. Wait, what? Oh, no, 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 no. You don't have anything to worry about. I promise you. I promise you. If you show yourselves, no one will try to grab you. Absolutely no one. I mean, I couldn't even get on a waiting list for a march for me, too. Uh, I, and I, I met Bill Cosby a long time ago. I was in L.A. when he was there. He spiked my drink with five-hour energy. It's just, it's sad. But it's okay. I, I don't have a problem with aging, you know, it's okay. I am so old that all my wigs are losing their hair. Um, now I wear a lot of wigs. I wear a lot of wigs for my, for my line of work. Um, I have to disguise myself. Um, and this morning at my breakfast table, I found a long, red, detached, gross hair in my prunes it really made me gag because i have a thing about detached hairs seriously even my own i can't stand them and um it it made me sick and it's very sad because it's happening a lot more because my wigs and i are losing a lot more hair that's all i got that that went too fast I thought I thought it'd be over sooner. <laughs> Everybody, Bettina Davis. Um, okay, so then you stay up there, and other people talk to you about what was that your first time ever getting up for stand up? Wow! Everybody, you can everybody can clap for that. It was like her, one of her first times ever getting up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stay with the microphone. Yeah. Uh, do people people have comments? Anyone? I don't always have to start. Other people have things. Uh, find a find a microphone. I literally just came up with that right before I came here. I said I like your Bill Cosby joke, uh, and I think you can push that further. You can keep going with that because the expectation, of course, is going to be he did something horrible to you, and he didn't. He gave you more. Because he didn't want to drug me. Yeah. Yeah, so like how that. do I... How, how, yeah. how do you go farther with that? Didn't want to take well, nobody wants to drug me. me. 
Uh-uh. Nobody wants to drug me, so I'm not quite sure, but... <laughs> no one I, ever has for me either. I, I think it's you, sadly true. I, I think that's all you have to say. I, have, I think you say that you met Bill Cosby, and you look at everybody for a second and say... First, you talk about your boobs like you did, which was very funny that they were, you were waiting for them to come out, and they're very tiny. And then that goes into the whole Bill Cosby thing, and if you said, I met Bill Cosby, and he didn't even want to drug me. And that's the first punchline. And then you say... In fact, he gave me five hour energy. He wanted me, he wanted nothing he wanted, to do with me. He wanted me. me to get away from me. Yeah, yeah. he was like, D- I don't like any of the, t-. and then you could say something about tiny titties again, some kind of. I think the first it, was better just go straight to that five hour energy thing. Oh. I met Bill Cosby, he gave me a five hour energy. That's funny. Oh, I see. Nice and quick. So it's, those are two different things. Yeah. yeah. I okay. Disagree with I see what you're saying. Yeah, try, try both. Okay. Was there something about how your boobs. Like dropped before they came out, you know? Because I feel like the old women, they're sort of like my boobs dropped. Or like I didn't even realize I had boobs until they dropped. I feel like there's something with, I don't know exactly how to phrase it right now, you know, but. Okay. Other comments? Anybody? Melissa getting up there? Um, what was it? I like the, that you appreciate the little things and I think connecting like your smaller bladder to making friends like just make that more of a stronger that's why you appreciate your smaller bladder because otherwise like you're always going pee you don't really appreciate it if that makes sense yeah i mean are you saying because you you say like oh i appreciate the smaller things like my bladder is getting smaller but i feel like like why would you appreciate that if that makes sense Oh, yeah. Okay. So just connect. But then you say later, oh, because then I'll make a friend when I have to ask where the bathroom is. So that's why you can appreciate it. OK, OK. It's almost like the through line of the whole thing is you appreciate the little things in life, like your little like your little tiny boobies you've been waiting mm-hmm. for. I'm writing this down because I didn't turn. Off. Oh, no, no, no. It's being recorded. It's OK. It's oh, all on the Internet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we do it all for you. Okay. Uh, hey, but what everybody can do right now is clap wildly Thank for you Bettina guys. Davis. Thank you. Yay. All right, your next comedian. He just moved back here from the hinterlands, the northern hinterlands. Put your hands together for Eric Cash. Hey, what's happening? Am I coming through this thing? Oh, I am. I forget that mutiny is so quiet. It's been so long since I've been here. It's so quiet inside. Hi, my name's Eric Cash. I'm a crazy person. Uh, like a legitimate one. I have paperwork and stuff. I hang it on the wall like my certificate from the Franklin Mint. I, uh, I am an actual crazy person, and I, uh, I uh, recently came out of a four-year psychosis, and I picked excellent timing uh, for anybody that's... <laughs> Not crunching the numbers on that. I, uh, I woke up in a mental hospital the November before last to find out that an orange-faced fascist had taken over the country with the help of a white supremacist movement and a cartoon frog. So at this point, I don't believe that any of you are fucking real. I just keep wondering if I'm going to wake back up in the mental hospital. I have no idea. Like, at this point, if it starts raining velociraptors, I'll be like, yep, that's where we are. I'm perfectly fine with that. If I walk out of mutiny today and one of the houseless people is walking across the street and just sprouts 11 legs from the back of their neck and then tabletops and skitters across the road, I'll be like, "Uh uh-huh, perfect. Yep, 
That's right. They turned on the Large Hadron Collider in 2012, dropped one atom out of the universe, and we embarked upon a very dark timeline. I don't know what's happening anymore. Can, can, the last time my brain was working correctly, I was a little bit miffed at Obama about drone strikes. <laughs> if I would have walked up to any of you guys 10 years ago and gone, hey, check this out. In a decade, not only will Donald Trump be a viable presidential candidate, but he's also going to be the second coming of Mussolini and Hitler. Every one of you would have put change in my cup and walked away shaking your heads about the state of society. And now that's what we wake up to every day is just this human shit river tweeting out that he's going to fight the president of North Korea with a handheld tiger or whatever he said this morning. I can't keep track of it anymore. And on top of it, the whole thing is actually making me rethink everything they taught us about the Third Reich in, in grade school. Like, I never, like, went back and thought about it at first. It was just like, here's this horrible thing that we learned about, uh, you know, but n now we have a new one in office. And I'm like, you know what? They always told me that Hitler was a great orator. Maybe he wasn't. <laughs> Also, that's a little blame shifty, just to back up. Like, doesn't that seem a little bit weird? Like, here's this horrific tragedy that involved an entire nation just murdering four million people, but you have to understand the man was a poet. <laughs> and maybe he wasn't. Maybe hate is just that powerful. Maybe if you just give people something to hate, there's enough people to gather behind. And I told that to a comic friend of mine. He's like, no, 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 there's videos of Hitler. You can tell that he was actually a very good public speaker. And I was like, yeah, but you don't speak German. You have no idea what he's saying. And he's like, no, but I'm a performer. And I could tell by his body language that he really knew what he was saying. And I was like, he didn't have a microphone. You ever watch anybody address 2,000 people without a microphone? Because it doesn't matter what comes out of their mouth. Every single one of them looks like a great orator. I'll show you. Bat shit, tuna fish, chugga chugga, fuck you. Look at that, I'm a great orator. I think that's as much as I'm going to do today. <laughs> Eric Cash, I forgot to let everybody know when I do this, that means you have a minute. I didn't remind you. Oh, okay, today. I was just going until a stopping point. So. Oh, well, there you go then. Yay, Eric Cash, yay! <laughs> uh, you have like a great monologue. You never stop, and you tell say big funny words like tiger gun. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just. I, I, that's, I only have like happy comments just because it's entertaining to listen to you <laughs> speak strange funny words that, that don't that make my brain go what <laughs> that's oh. good I think uh, I think human river of shit was my my new favorite <laughs> because I actually misheard a friend of mine talking about her friend and I thought that she I was like did you just call that guy a river of shit <laughs> and then immediately I just like I was like that has to belong to somebody and then I was like oh yeah that's right biggest asshole in the world currently. He can get that title. It's nice and easy. Does anybody have anything to say? No? We're all I'll, quiet today. I'll go sit down. That's okay. Well, then, if you don't stay with your mouth, do it with your hands and clap them in a wild <laughs> motion for a cat. It's okay. Sometimes people can just have a good set and that's just the way it is. Uh, your next comedian, he's got a film crew. And uh, he's going to make you laugh. Take notes. Pay attention, everybody. And get ready for Nick Scarpino. Smell like purple. I love how, I love how, uh, 
How quiet you get to be in here. It's nice. Generally, I like to project, but uh, since there's literally just one row, it's uh, that's pretty easy, right? That's lovely. Um, I have a lot of great friends. Uh, I have a lot of great friends on the internet, and uh, one of my favorite things to do is watch them get really emboldened uh, and impassioned about things that are happening uh, in everyday uh, life. Like, for instance, like the, the big thing that happened a few months ago, like six months ago, is net neutrality, right? And all of my friends are on the internet, and they're like, you know, we've, we've got to fight this with everything we've got. And I, I literally have one of my friends um, who said, and this is a direct quote, I will fight this with every fiber of my being. You guys want to call him right now and see how the fight's going? <laughs> and that's my thing too. I love doing that to him. I get a little drunk sometimes. Maybe there's some other substances involved and I'll give him a call late at night and, and that kind of goes a little like this. Hey man, it's Nick. Just checking in, seeing how the fight's going. That net neutrality fight. You're probably not answering your phone. Because you're busy with the fight. Yeah, he doesn't like that very much, but I get a kick out of it. Uh, it's super fun. How many people actually live here in the city or around the city? Have you guys? Yeah, that's great. That's great. I love the little, like a golf clap. It's like, don't be rude. Just clap a little bit so he knows your arms work. Uh, I, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of homeless people in this city, which is sad, unless you want to make fun of it, uh, which then it becomes comedy, I guess, right? That's how it works, Pam? That's how it is. Have you guys ever noticed uh, how much um, bums look like pirates? You will now. Yeah, there's no way to unsee that now that I've introduced it to you. And I think it's, it actually helps. It makes the city a lot more fun to walk around in if you think of them that way. Because um, instead of living in the world's most expensive city that also happens to have the world's worst uh, homeless population, you could be living in the most elaborate Pirates of the Caribbean ride ever made. That's about what I expected for that joke. That's actually, you know what, that's actually what that joke deserves. A lighthearted chuckle and somebody somewhere crossing my name off of a list because I'll never make it in this field. And that person's name is Pam. She's just crossing me off every time. Um, I'm married, which I know, I know, it's great. And I, I love being married because I love, I love my wife. She's an amazing person. And I love most of all that you get to learn a lot about the opposite sex when you've been married to one of them uh, for as long as I have. For instance, um, like one of the things I've learned, uh, for example, is like, do you, do you know what women hate? When you start sentences off like that. <laughs> oh, they don't like it. They don't like it. I'll say that to my wife every once in a while. I'll say, uh, do you know what women hate? And she'll go, no. Why don't you tell me what women hate? <laughs> And uh, just a little lesson to all the guys out there. If you're, when, when your wife or significant other uh, answers your question with the same question, uh, she does not want the answer to that question. Uh, it's just time to maintain eye contact with her and back away slowly. Try to be a little bit bigger than she thinks you are. That's always fun. I had a weird thing happen to me the other day. This is actually a true story. Um, I, I pulled my car over to get a cup of coffee um, and a girl got into my back seat because she thought, I was her Uber driver. And, uh, and like she looked at me and I looked at her and neither of us knew who was supposed to be scared in that situation. Um, and it turns out it still gets to be her. It does, it does. Because I'm a little creepy if you haven't noticed Pamela Test. Uh, guys are creepy and I could tell what she was thinking. I, was, I, I knew that even though she had gotten into my car by accident and I knew that, I could tell she was still thinking that somehow I was in the back of my head thinking maybe this might uh, end up with us having sex together. And I was thinking that, 
like the rational part of my brain was like, she clearly got into your car by accident. Um, or did she said my penis? Uh, maybe she really likes Honda Accords. He was really pushing that one. And that, that's not how we're going to end that joke from now on, but just, <laughs> just where it goes there. Thank you guys so much. We'll give it back to Pam. Yay, Nick Scarpino. It's time for comments. Um, I have to ask for forgiveness for being such a dummy, but I don't know what net neutrality is, so I wouldn't mind just a sentence That's before. That's smart, yeah. I was just wondering about I'm that. Like, I'm like, it's about, the net, it's about something with porn, is, I, I wonder think. about I that, though. Know. Do you need to know what it is, or do, is, do you just need to know that people really want to fight for it and then forget about it the next day? I mean... One little context? One, I'm one little con- I mean, okay. since you mention it by specificity, sure. then you might as well... Use, or, I mean... I think it's smart. I don't know. I don't know. I just I just feel dumb for not knowing what it is. Um, and I mean I really think it has something to do with porn, but I'm not sure how. Uh, <laughs> it bu- does. Bum, oh, okay. Just in a roundabout I don't way. Watch porn, so I don't really care. Bum pirates. Oh, um, it's like Westworld for pirates. Um, oh, I like that. <laughs> because it's Westworld's happening right now, and some yeah. people are like really into it. So if you did a Westworld joke, that that one would be the where it would be where to put it. It's like Westworld world for pirates. Because I I think that needs a third thing. It, I think it's cute though about the the is the Parts of the Caribbean. Okay. Except there's like little, you got to push but it a there's little like farther. Poop, there's poop there, so, though you know. Well, yeah, like, well, I do. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's that's why it's like Westworld realistic, right? You can actually step in the dog crap. <laughs> and um, it was a cute act out, though. What do women hate? It was really that was a really good little acting moment for you. I like. Surprisingly, um, usually mostly women laugh at that joke. Because they do hate that. They do hate that when guys say it. But when you are your wife, I you were you were it was just a good bit. I mean, okay. I'm really high tonight, but I enjoyed that little <laughs> snippet of Fantastic, acting. Fantastic, man. I love you. God, I love her. Other comments? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, I am not in a place to, you know, um, c- critique any joke making, but um, I'm really not. But um, I on the net neutrality thing, like mm-hmm. I know what it is, mm-hmm. but so then when you said fiber. I was thinking like fiber optic, (laughs) and so that's where I went with it. Okay. So I don't know. That was just what happened. But I really enjoyed you. Thank you. Really did. I I love your persona. It's uh, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all fake. uh, Just a sad human being. Really good at faking. (laughs) Thank you. you. Under Pam's tutelage. uh, I was actually gonna. I was actually gonna bring that up. That as soon as you say fiber, it's gonna make. It's gonna set up this expectation for people. So maybe change that word. uh, You think. And there's a point where even if you don't go fiber optic, there's there's the point where like you're not answering the phone and you could actually just go back to the fiber line just with the same amount of disdain because you're utilizing every fiber of your being. Like I I can't figure out how you could oh, no, fit no, fiber optic saying. in it. So get back to like quoting but just him pulling back that pulling that word back once sure. people have the uh, the expectation. Um, the and other that thing, could even be in the call where I'm like just checking in, seeing if you got enough fiber. You need more fiber or just some playing with that. There's kind of a thing where it's like the reason I thought the phone is because um, uh, they do use fiber optic lines for for cell towers and stuff. And I was like, I thought it would, I thought if you can't make the blatant one, you just leave it implied. So it's like, you're probably not answering the phone because you're utilizing every fiber of your, like Like you just come back in and punch it. Um, The other thing I was going to say is like uh, the Westworld line is good. Um, I was going to say like the most complicated live action role playing game. The only problem is like Pirates of the Caribbean is a little bit of an antiquated reference right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't so, think of another one. So even <laughs> if it's a brand new joke, it'll make it sound like 
this old joke you've had laying around that you pulled out just because you're yeah one of the first ones i ever wrote <laughs> that's a good point though i like the, i do like the westworld tie and that's actually something you could probably you might be able to play with that based on what's happening on hbo like if maybe if there's a game of thrones reference to when game of thrones comes back because that's the hard part about doing that joke is that like if you don't if there's not a pirates movie out are people thinking about that so maybe a westworld times better yeah and that's right why now, i was thinking if you movies. said live action role playing game sure that's never going to be antiquated mm-hmm. you know what I mean LARPing yeah. is always funny and Johnny Depp will always be beautiful so you can just mention him <laughs> he's got he's got that's just for Pam I don't think that's enough. very universal no, Pam's just googling Johnny Depp right now <laughs> just seeing what he's doing today he's still married no one knows uh, cool anyone right. else everybody we gotta we, that Moving was great on. though everybody clap wildly for Nick Scarpino alright moving right along your next comedian He's a funny guy. You guys are going to enjoy him. Clap your hands together for Dan Shively. Yeah. Going for Pam. I love Pam. Can you guys hear me? can't hear myself. Hey, Devin, how you doing? That fucking door with the lock on it is opening and closing repeatedly. <laughs> right now it is. Not the bathroom. The door with the lock on it. Right here. I am frightened. Uh, okay. Anyways, let's talk about stuff. I uh, I started dating again. Started dating again. Yes. Well, trying to get some. I um, I'm sometimes successful. I have days where uh, where maybe I get to have sex. I call it maybe sex day. Yeah. On maybe sex day, I'm a totally different person. I'm a, like. I say words like, my pleasure, and the economy. <laughs> I'm maybe sex day, there's no half-empty can of chili on my nightstand. Most of the time, most of the time. If I know her really well, though, right, I'd probably just leave it there. On maybe, on regular days, this is how I walk like this. There's not enough space on the stage. On maybe days, it's kind of hunchy, kind of just like in the background, you know? On maybe sex day, my shit is like this. Hello, hi, my pleasure. I'm maybe sex ed? Yeah, it's really dumb. I know. Thanks, though. I just, uh, I'm a genius, you know? I'm an artist. Can I say one more maybe sex thing? Would that be okay with you? Please. Thank you. Hi, what's your name? I don't think we've met yet. Charity. Charity? You're comic, Charity. Are you? You're a comic, right? You have the notebook. You must be. Good times. Hi. On maybe sex day? I change what room I'm in depending on how bad I have to rip ass. Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's obvious. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think we're really unlucky to be the only creatures known to have uh, developed sentience, you know, consciousness. I think we're pretty fucking unlucky about that. I can see one person nodding, so everyone's with me still? Okay, cool. <laughs> Just think, like, it's like the same thing that allows us to build the internet and cities and have language is also the same thing that, that forces us to confront the very negative end of mortality, right? So it's like, I wonder what it was like when the very first human became sentient. And there's a joke there, I think. He was like, ah, oh, fuck. His friends are like, all still shitting themselves. And one of them's fucking dead. He's like, oh, no, Erg. I love Erg. Because he's a caveman. Sentience. 
I don't know if that's something you want to joke about. I enjoy my own sentience. That word just doesn't roll out right. You know, sentience. You say the word, I feel like a douchebag. You know? Anyway, what else I got? I got a new roommate. Things are going well. I'm trying to fuck again. Thanks, Pam. I live in the Richmond district, so he is Ukrainian. And um, I like living with him because I get to see our culture in like fresh eyes, you know, because he's not from this country. In fact, I saw him in front of the fridge the other day with the fridge open, and he was like, oh, hey, Dan, do mushrooms go bad, or do they just make more mushrooms? <laughs> All right, well, you, you honked me, I think, so. Thanks for the time. Let's hear it for Pam. Keep it going for Dan Shively. Yay. And then yay. Yeah, I forgot to honk. I was having so much fun with your set, I forgot to honk. I didn't even look down. I was like, oh, shit. I let him. So you did have four minutes. I just forgot. I honked you late because I was having so much fun with your set. Uh, I wasn't. But my point is I wasn't bored. Usually when I'm bored, I look at my, at my phone the whole time. Um, so Half Empty Can of Chili is very funny. Um, as is my pleasure. And the whole today is maybe sex day I thought was great. I thought you could do a billion of those. I thought you could do a callback after, after you got all, when you went from that to philosophically talking about like historical sentience. Like, yeah. I was hoping you'd come back and then be like, so on maybe sex day. Yeah, on maybe sex day. Yeah. <laughs> like, because that's funny that dear, like, anyways, th- th- I thought that juxtaposition was very funny. That was good. I enjoyed your set very much. I, uh, at one point you said I enjoy oh, my own. It's going in and out. It's going in and out. I don't know why. Oh, oh is it back? Yeah, it's back? Okay, I'll hold it. Uh, I didn't know if you were making a pun, like I enjoy like my own sentience, like I enjoy this sentence, or... It was, it was more like, I think it's pretty well known that most comics are like, fucking hate themselves. I want to make it clear that I'm not that... Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because it could be a shitty pun, and it's also cool that you're not like everybody else, too. Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah. Wait, you don't hate yourself? No. no. <laughs> yeah, but that's not where I was going with the bit. That's not what I was doing. Hey, um, I enjoyed your set slightly less than Geneva, but a lot more than most other people's sets. Um, I'm just kidding. I think the maybe, the maybe sex day is, is great. You need to end it with like, but when I do have sex, it's just giants are gross, right? Like I think you just need so you have this, have this like giant setup, and then you gotta have like the super surprise, you know, just end it with like something like that, you know. Okay. So just turn it because you. That's a good right. Wow, I think we know how she feels about my comedy. I just want to state for the record that I also love women. <laughs> Especially on Maybe Sex Day. On Maybe Sex Day. Uh, hey, everybody, clap wildly for Dan Shively. Pocket full of sunshine. All right, your next comedian. She's a funny lady. Clap your hands together for Charity Pomeroy. For Hayes, white widow, early girl, blueberry rum. Hey, everyone, not in the room? I think I like the people in the room better. Actually, for everyone who hears this, the crowd, uh, crowd looks a lot bigger when you're up on this stage. 
that was a fat joke. Uh, I'm not looking at anyone. <laughs> I can make that. I think I'm the fattest person here. It's okay. I'm good with it. I mean, I have fatted out of my clothes. Right now I'm rocking um, an obscene amount of camel toe. <laughs> That's all right. My pants just raise up. It's okay. I own it. I'm, I'm very proud of it. This guy. Guy's saying, you're not fat. Uh, I'm gay, so that's not going to work on me, but thank you for trying. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I've, I've gained a little weight. I've gained uh, 30 pounds, and I was at the top of my BMI to begin with, but I, uh, I like to wear big, flowy things. I like to um, trick the eye. And according to one person in the room, it's working. So <laughs> I quit even shopping at, at clothing stores. I just go straight to REI to the tent section and find something that just floats away from the body. I think, I think that's the, uh, the term they always use on, on TV. You gotta find something when you gain a little weight that just floats away from the body. I want something that will tent, that will umbrella away from the body. I'm gonna skip the whole float away. Uh, I, I like that uh, the last comic, your name, Dan? I am Dan. Dan, <laughs> I nailed it. I'm usually really bad with names, but I'm really happy that I got that one that I heard multiple times about five minutes ago. So, <laughs> really proud of myself right now. Um, yeah, thanks for talking to me. Made me feel really special. Uh, also, I'm gay, so it's, uh, it's not going to work, but uh, I don't know. You can always try inviting me over on one of those maybe sex days. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> depends on who else is there. I'm going to put that out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I, I do, I, I really, um, I do have to admit the, the whole thing, a reason I started in comedy was that cliche fucking reason. I just hate myself, so let's do comedy. Maybe that will um, let me be around a lot of other people who hate themselves. Um, but seriously, I, it's, it's stereotypical for me. Big midlife crisis. I got to be my age and I started thinking, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And the answer was, nothing that I wanted to be doing with my life at this point. So see a few people who are like, yeah, me too. But again, room full of comics. Um, and it's, it's always been confusing for me with life, uh, partially just because I've never fit in socially. And I like to blame that on my upbringing, uh, on my parents. I'm going to blame it directly on them. And they were good parents. Okay, that was a lie. Uh, but, well, um, okay, here's the thing. My dad, he's autistic. My mom, she's blind. So I, I wasn't really socialized normally, not, not like a lot of people. They are both extremely intelligent. They tried so hard with their kids to teach us. Luckily, we resisted, but they taught us everything they could. When I was growing up, we learned music. We learned math. I can add with my eyes closed. That's a blind joke. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, we learned science. Uh, I learned how to get around without uh, the lights being on. What I didn't learn, though, eye contact. Uh, pretty, pretty important thing to learn. 
Um, but I, I thought, even with that weirdo upbringing, I thought I would grow up to be somebody really normal and mainstream. There was one woman I wanted to grow up to be just like, and that woman was Grace Jones. And, uh, okay, she wasn't mainstream. Actually, I liked her because she was the best of all freaks. She was a kick-ass, powerful woman. I wanted to grow up to be just like her. Uh, sadly, I did not grow up to be kick-ass uh, also. And uh, more importantly, I did not grow up to be black, so I failed there uh, growing up to be Grace Jones. But seriously, she was so kick-ass. I just found out uh, a couple nights ago that there is a documentary about Grace Jones. They should pay me because I'm going to be hyping it up all over the city. Uh, it starts uh, next month at the Roxy, and she's seriously my biggest idol. For those of you who don't know who she is, which is probably most people in the room looking at the ages here, um, she was the absolute woman in the, the 1970s and 80s. She was fierce, she was artistic, she was a model, she was a singer, she was an actor, she did everything. And she wore these wild outfits. I mean, she was Lady Gaga before Lady Gaga. She was a mix between Gaga and Beyonce and the Terminator. That's how badass she was. Anyway, I'm gonna end it there. My name's Charity. I loved being here. Charity Pomeroy. Yay. She was also in Mad... They would know from Mad Max. She was in Mad Max. Yes. Beyond Thunderdome or something like that. None of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know everything about her. No. <laughs> um, uh, the autistic blind thing, is that, that's a funny joke with the eye contact. That's very, very funny. Um, and then I feel like you have another punchline with the Grace Jones. Instead of the black thing, just say, you know, so you were, you were maybe you're colorblind. <laughs> right? That's a great tieback. Yeah, because your mom's blind, and then That's but awesome. you didn't. You like Grace Jones, of course she was your idol because you were Maybe colorblind. Maybe my mom never told me I was white because she yeah. didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's fine. That's um, but the, uh, those were only two notes I had. David. Hey. Um, oh boy, bring it on. So, <laughs> well, you're you're very likable, and you seem like a really pleasant, upbeat person, and. There's something about certain parts of your material that just don't like seem to s s fit who you are, and I think people aren't going to give you that benefit out. I know it's like you can think you're fat, but real fucking fat people in America are just not going to like are going to resent you thinking that. Right. And I'm trying to say this from like I'm not trying to say whatever. Like I'm yeah. this is like this is like genuine. Like I would be concerned about that if I were you. I feel like people are just. Because you don't really look fat. I mean, it's fun to say blousey, or you can talk about specifically, I have pockets of weight, or I have big hips, or you can call out a problem area, but a general fat thing, it just doesn't sit well on you. A general depressed thing, I don't want to like try and rewrite your truth, but it's just, we want to see that from like a slovenly, like I want to see that from Dan Shively, but I really don't want to, I don't really want to see that from you, because it just doesn't fit who you are, but versus like a Grace Jones, or just more specific parts of who you are seem to like fit your persona maybe a lot the, better. The, maybe there's a tie-in of like how I see myself versus how other people see me. Yeah, I mean, that, looking for more of those. that could be it. Because there's just there's just certain things that people can get away with or can't get away with just right. based on things that like are kind of beyond our control. So I was like, I used to be 80 pounds bigger, so well, I'll always be. Well, then yeah, that's a totally. Bad. I think a lot of the stuff that I'm bringing up <laughs> just needs context. <laughs> so you will always have that. I, that's the same yeah. with me. I lost 80 pounds too, and I'm always like, okay. I always feel like I always have 
body issues that I really like deeply feel that no one else sees or you know so maybe body issues instead of fat body dysmorphia yeah it's called ah, body, yeah. yeah it's body dysmorphia so I just think mm-hmm. like there's just certain things that you I don't know certain things that feel um not yeah. true yeah I don't know just do other like I this is like me saying it but do other is everyone else agreeing is it people okay cool yeah because yeah, I didn't want to just be the, the only one but, but if like, you say that you lost 80 pounds and you still have issues then you should be able to talk about absolutely no problem. yeah yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Bring that up. It's just like right, yeah. Okay. I was, I was so I actually don't know who Grace Jones is, yeah. but but I was just gonna say if you wanted, to, you could say uh, uh, if you don't know who Grace Jones is, uh, she started a cult and made a bunch of people drink poison Kool Aid. So because it's like Jonestown, and okay, just throwing that out there. <laughs> How do youngins know about Jonestown but not Grace Jones? Our society has failed. Our society has failed. <laughs> hi. Yes, hi. How are you doing? Good. Uh, so I just want to start by saying I have a, a two-bedroom rent-controlled in San Francisco out in the Richmond District. So also you have very good stage presence and uh, you're nimble, so that's also good. I'm nimble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet. We can get some jelly. Maybe sex. Too old to get that reference, I think. She's gonna be the slippery guy. Uh, oh, it's a makeup. Everybody, clap wildly for Charity Pomeroy. A brother didn't even have time to speak. I had to creep out the. We're in a female rock block right now. Ow! Yeah, your next comedian, very funny lady. Put your hands together for Geneva Rust Orta. You were no player, could ever change the rules. Now the whole block stars, boat dock stars, private stock stars while you're fronting like rocks. Um, cool. I don't know if you can smell, but I'm cisgender. Uh, that's happening today. I walk some dogs. I uh, my uh, my boyfriend, my grandparents over the weekend, um, which was embarrassing. My grandma walked in on us having sex, which was very embarrassing because I was just lying there and uh, I got a lot of shit from my family for studying theater and I always said it's not because I'm lazy it's because I'm passionate and that excuse is done I can't use that anymore (laughs) Dan it was your version of leaving putting your helmet on (laughs) so (laughs) no one can see you Okay, sorry, that was just something funny I thought of. Um, Ian liked it. Okay, I uh, I work in a preschool. Kids are dumb. Do you know uh, you you don't breathe? You, you don't know how to breathe. That's something you learn. We have to tell the two-year-olds to sniff the flower and blow out the candle so the visual learners can get oxygen. Um, it's bullshit. So I I wanna uh, I wanna leave my job because I don't like the person I am around children. Um, I think a, a lot of what I do is pretend I don't know things, and you can't do that with real people. That's a bad social skill to develop. Like um, so, kids, you'll be like, where should you put your shoes in the in the water bottle basket? And they're like, no, in the shoe basket, silly. And that's how you make friends is you pretend not to know shit. But you can't do that like with the girls um, on, I don't know, get drunk night, get drunk night, that's what I do with the girls. Because um, you can't be like, hey Jess, like what do you, what do you work out at the gym? Do you work out your brain muscles? You work, you work out your happy muscles? Oh, just your butt muscles, that's cool. Because uh, that makes you sound like a dick. Um, 
Uh, I have a friend, Emily. She's a model now. She's a supermodel. And I can't be like, oh, I saw you on the cover of, uh, was it New York Times? Oh, it was in magazine. Um, just as good. Just as good. Uh, anyway, I'm not looking forward to to playing dumb when I grow up. My husband will get a big head on his shoulders, too, because he'll be like, uh, I'm, so, I'm a genius. Because I know that our baby says goo goo gaga. And my wife thinks it goes quack quack. I'm so smart. Uh, so I'm going to quit. Um, but I have so many shifts left. You, uh, you have to like rub them so they fall asleep. I don't like that. Uh, something I don't like about my job. I also, I, uh, when they hug me, they're vagina height. So that's not cool. Um, that's another thing. Uh, what else do I want to say? Oh, my uh, my stepmom's slow. She she's not like she's just, she thinks it takes her a long time to think of things because she's she's done all the drugs. She's done so many. She's done the brownies. She's done the cookies. She's done the biscotti. All the drugs uh, that you can think of. Um, the step parents get a bad rap. People think they're evil. I don't think that's true. Whenever my stepmom says something mean to me, she lets me know she didn't mean it by being like, ah, ah, ah. Um, <laughs> that's a laugh joke. Pam's just smoked more weed. I love that. Uh, <laughs> my, I'm, this is going to be shitty for me. But um, I, when I first met my stepmom, she moved in or whatever. My mom said she didn't like the faces that I made when my stepmom talked. I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I was making weird faces when my stepmom talked. And it made my mom very uncomfortable because every time my stepmom talked, I was just like, <laughs> a blowjob joke. Um, <laughs> parents don't like that. Uh, I don't know. Mine are weird. They're very sex positive. I don't like it. Um, oh, if you want everyone in the world to seem really, really hot all of a sudden, start dating someone. That'll... <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> It's my hot tip. Great, I'm done. Thanks, bye. Self-medicating. Yay, Geneva Rosorda. Yay. Comments? I really liked it. Um, the, I don't know what to do here. I'm going to stand. Um, the joke about how you're laying down when you're having sex, I feel like you could, I don't know, it wouldn't be funny to be like, oh, your grandma was like, you really need to move more or something or like someone con having just like direct commentary on you just like laying down would I be like funny that. oh yeah that's something my grandma would do i also thought you had a really good set i like your whole cadence and the way you sort of present yourself and it kind of sounds like everything you say is a joke just because of the way that it comes out of your mouth you know? yeah um but and you know, a get drunk night was, is an example of that, of like just funny things you say, like, it, anyway, so. Um, and I really liked the thing with the kids, the rub them to sleep and the vagina height. Like, I thought that there could be many more li listing of that. Yeah. And then you really started to cook there with that stepmother stuff. I thought that evil laugh joke was very funny. I got that right away. <laughs> um, and then, and then, um, the blowjob joke, I think you can do a tag. I mean, I know you, yeah. so I've known your jokes from the past, but lesbian moms don't like that. Something like that. Like, Ooh, after a blowjob okay. joke. I like, like it. Blowjob joke. Lesbian moms don't like that. <laughs> like, and you're like, you know how you talk uh, or whatever. I thought I needed a tag. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. 
Hey, good job. Um, <laughs> I th- yeah, there's a bunch of stuff I liked. I just will get to... Should I do I- more fat jokes? <laughs> yes. Right. I actually don't feel like you deserve help from me. Um, <laughs> I think I just had a little bit of a comprehension issue with like the kid stuff. I think you need to, I wanted you to say something like, I'm tired of asking questions I know the answers to. Mm. Like that is... Yeah. I think that's what you're trying to get at, right? Like, because yeah. where's the shoes? There's just something about the way that you phrased it where I was like having trouble following it. And then I just wrote like, I think, and then maybe, and it sounded like you got to this like a minute later, but can those, can your behavior with the kids at school creep up in your other life? I think you sort of talked about that with like your future husband, but I would, that seemed like that should all go together of this is, where do you put your shoes? And you're like, I fucking know where to, like, why am I asking all these questions? The answer, and then, find a scenario in your regular adult life where that like applies. Yeah, yeah, totally. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like any of it. You should give up. Okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Clap wildly for Denise okay. from North. Oh, oh no, yeah, Dan's yeah, going to yeah, say yeah. something. He stayed. He's going to say something. Oh, okay. I liked your set. It was, uh, it was really educational because I didn't know that the thing where when you start dating someone, everyone gets really attractive. I thought that was only happening to dudes, you know? So now I know it happens to everyone. Geneva Restorto, yay! Yay! We're still in a female rock block. Put your hands together, everybody, for Melissa Dittrick! Ben Ben Wallace, been around more Mexicans than tamales. OG, your back, better get your pimp polished. I'm the Ross, not going corporate. Got it locked, my grind is flawless. If I'm performing, Hi. Um, I just had my sweatshirt or flannel tied around my waist. Is that cool again? Do you guys know? I, t- I undid it because I thought it was not cool. Um, I wrote some jokes on bar on the way here. So they're very new and possibly very not funny. Um, no, they'll be funny. They'll be hilarious. Um, you guys know when you're, you guys take Bart? You guys like Bart? Yeah. We all take Bart, right? Okay. Um, you know when you're on Bart and you're like walking very casually and you're like, you didn't look it up on Google Maps. You don't know when. You don't You don't care when your train's coming. But then like some guy next to you, probably in a business suit, is just like rushing down the escalator and like really running there. And you're like, oh, fuck, I got to run too. Like my train's probably coming. Um, and then you get to the bottom and there's just no trains coming for like 10 minutes. Um, I just feel like that's really annoying but (laughs) um I feel like it's kind of like a power move because I don't get why someone would run if they know like there might not be anything coming like what's the point um so that guy's probably just like well my wife's not fucking me at home but I made that girl think her BART train was coming like at least I did something right today um okay um I have a fuck buddy um thank you i'm not married i'm not divorced i have a fuck buddy um so it's pretty good um but i don't really want it to be anything more and then recently he came over and i think it was a little bit of my fault because he's like okay let's turn on netflix and i'm like yeah i'm down to netflix and chill like do that before the fucking um so we turned on a stand-up special you guys like stand-up specials um probably not um, I think the first mistake was that I did uh, Natasha Legero and Moshe Kasher's stand-up special. So it's the honeymoon special, and I'm just, like, leading into relationships immediately. Like, we're all thinking about relationships now. Um, so we're, like, 
watching it and he like starts to spoon me and I'm like all right this is a warm-up we're like in the middle of motion casher set and he just starts snoring um so I'm like I guess we're not gonna fuck um so he falls asleep and I was going to escort him out of my daily city in-law but then I fell asleep um so no one was boning and what's a fuck buddy without the fucking just a random guy sleeping in your bed um so it's kind of annoying I um I made this joke up it's like my last ditch effort you guys um I don't know I was half asleep when I came up with this but uh do you guys like dancing anyone like dancing I'm really good at getting low because I'm already pretty low to the ground um so I was thinking about like what's the use of getting low so if you're like dancing and some guy comes up to you and he wants to make out with you and you're like no um you can be like no I want to suck your dick and then you get low and you crab walk away (laughs) and then if the guy you want to make out with you actually like he probably has a great dick you get low you suck his dick right there on the dance floor um so that could be good um I do have something else my uh best friend she texted me the other day and she said what would you do if a guy had a sticker at your work that said I love boobs and it had boobs all over it and I was like I would get a sticker that said I love dicks with a lot of large dicks and I would put it over the sticker of I love boobs um so I was like I'm really glad that doesn't exist because I would actually report him to like my HR and she's like yeah he's had that sticker for a year and the boobs just stare me in the face every day I'm like that's all right that's why things are the way they are I guess in this society that we think that's okay all right I'm done thank you Melissa Dittrich comments David okay I think you should say something like Moshe Kasher cock blocked me and then I think I want you to think about all this stuff for like, oops, anyway, I want you to sit like, who are the good comedians to fuck to and what are like, or like, what are the good and bad movies to fuck to? And I want, when you deliver that, if you take that note, it's like, I want you to have thought about this forever. So it just, this is something that you just put a lot of thought into. And I think that act alone will sort of really amuse the audience. If you're like, you know, I watched whoever, I don't want to say like Cosby, but like I watched this dude's, so, and I would pick like, really popular broad ones for like a big audience but this is perfect then I watch you know Notebook great movie to fuck to but if you want to you know some movie where there's like a weird dark turn in the middle like oh that's such so bad because you think it's going really Titanic it sounds good but then you know the ship sinks and you know he went flaccid again this is like really rough but like you could the whole plot of your sex life could really mirror like plots of movies and things that we expect to be really good to fuck to you know there's something and then there's like a you know, the guy takes his shirt off, the fat guy takes his shirt off and, you know, just like find interesting things and make it seem like you've really like done, done, the, done the math on that. I don't, I don't know if the, the wording of this totally makes sense, but could you say if your uh, fuck buddy tr- tricks you into having a relationship with you, does that, could you say something like, uh, we didn't have sex, we still managed to fuck me? Like in the sense <laughs> of like the other kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh. I gotcha. Or that when it's you wake thinker. up, when, when you woke up, you're like... So now we're dating. Like it went, it moved from fuck buddy to because he slept over. Instead of it being, instead of the punchline being, so it's just a random guy sleeping in my bed, it, it would be like, so now we're dating. So now we're married. Oh, right, 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 right. It's another, another good jump. Uh, all right, clap your hands together, everybody. Melissa Dittrich. 
So we it's um, we have two more that are on the list, and I'm sorry to Ian and Yvette. We just aren't going to have time because um, I have a show at 8. But right now, um, your next comedian, he's on the show with me. So uh, did you just want to do the eight minutes you were going to do? I'll just go. I just more want to warm up. So I'll okay. So we can get there on time. Okay. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Everybody put your hands together for Max Mawachini. If the homeboy out, All right. David Roth, my biggest fan now. Or at least for today. No. I'm, all right. Never mind. I, uh, I have a Cambodian stepmom. Uh, my dad met her in Cambodia, so it was like a mail-order bride, but he picked his up. Like he didn't want to pay for shipping. This was in 2002, so it was before Amazon Prime. Like, you know. I don't know. I have a, I have a stepbrother named Lee Hang Dian. Like... Is that funny? <laughs> no, all right. Well, it's, it's, it's a new joke workshop, right? So, I, uh, I was talking to a coworker of mine today, and he used that expression, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And I was like, if I lived in a glass house, not being able to throw stones would be the least of my concerns. I'd be more worried about, like, how do I, how do I go to the bathroom in private, you know? Or the curtains for this place are going to cost a fortune. Like, I, I need curtains for the floor, you know? Like, all right. <laughs> If people are like, does does the carpet match the drapes? I'd be like, they're the same thing in this house. <laughs> they they everything matches. And the other thing with living in a glass house is like, I wouldn't be able to participate in knock knock jokes, because my front door is made out of glass. I already know who's there. I don't have to ask. They'd be like, knock knock. I'd be like, you're an orange. I can see you. Come on in and have a banana. And thanks for not saying it. I uh. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, 420 just passed. Did you guys celebrate that? Pam obviously did. I I did not, but I came here, so I celebrated it by, like, contact high, I guess. I don't know. Watching a bunch of stoners celebrate 420 is like watching a bunch of fat people celebrate their cheat day. It's like, is today really any different for any of you guys? I'm pretty sure this is what you do. <laughs> Am I not... A <laughs> I feel like that's not the reaction you want. Is this, is that worse than the charity joke? Or I don't, I feel, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll uh, I'll I'll end there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> One more. All right. So, speaking of holidays, uh, Valentine's Day just passed. Not <laughs> not really. But when I wrote this joke, it had just passed, and people were like, "Wow, this guy is on top of things." Like, just so cutting edge, you know, as a comedian. Uh, so on Valentine's Day, I went straight to a gay bar after work. I left straight too. I, I, did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't switch teams just to increase my odds. I'm not. I'm not Kevin Durant. All right. Like I. <laughs> I yeah, that's like the most offensive joke I have in the Bay Area. Like, you can make fun of anybody, but if you make fun of the Warriors, people get mad. You know. I just didn't like how he joined the team that beat him. Like, is he is he playing basketball or Red Rover? Uh, and, <laughs> so the reason why I, I, I went to the gay bar for like an open mic, I'm not, I'm not like a tease or whatever. So, I, uh, thank you. I'll, I'll end on that. Max Mojanine. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I, I really like the first joke, uh, but I think you had a middle li- the, uh, the about the your dad's uh, Vietnamese wife, or it was Viet- Vietnamese uh, or Cambodian or Cambodian. Cambodian. Right. But but just um, I think it's funny if you you said my dad had to pick her up. I think it's better if you just cut that line and then just say uh, so my dad just didn't want to pay for shipping or whatever. Is that like just go straight to the if that doesn't make sense? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I feel like that doesn't make sense, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then uh, the only other thing is the um, 
the the premise for the 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 cheat day thing uh-huh. is uh is good but you need to change the the punchline because people on a on a diet on like their cheat day like i don't know if it, it totally makes sense because people are tr- still trying not to eat on their cheat like i thought they don't people eat like a lot of stuff i thought am i it, I thought it was like you eat good and then you stop on one day. You eat like a lot. Or people that have a cheat day aren't stoners the rest of the time. Is what I'm saying. But stoners are smoking the whole time, so what's the point? Okay, so like the whole, the whole analogy is messed up. Then. I, I think so, yeah, because the, okay. the, 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 the stoner stuff is good about not wanting to celebrate 420 because it's dumb mm-hmm. for stoners to celebrate it. But for people have a reason to celebrate their cheat day, if that makes sense. Right, right. Because they're not, because stoners are going to be smoking the same amount every day. Uh-huh. Where people on I diets, smoked a lot more on 420, actually. I did. Okay. I think I smoked like okay. a whole eighth. Uh, hey, I mean, you're an anomaly, a, mo- a, a beast of, of drug to, use. <laughs> I need to fact check both of these premises. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anything I'm saying makes sense, but they're, they're both good jokes. They just, yeah, need a bit of editing. Up, maybe. Okay, thanks. All right, clap your hands together for Max Mawachanin. Yay! We're at the Edinburgh Castle Show. No, 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 I have time for you pre-signed, so you get to go up. Don't worry, but you're the last one. Hey, everybody, our last comedian of the night. Clap your hands together and give him all your attention. It's Utsav Dutik. Thanks, guys. I'm just working on uh, one story, um, and it's the first time I ever did drugs. And, and this is all true story, and um, I'm just trying to like layer it all together. Um, what happened was, it was um, Vegas, Thanksgiving 2014. I took my three best friends, and we went, um, and we went all out. Like, all weekend, suits only, um, Venetian, obnoxious money was spent. And last night, we decided, all right, we're going to do Molly. And I've never done drugs before. I look like this. Um, and so, I look like a gentrifier. I am a gentrifier. If this place has financial issues, it's because of something I did, and I don't even know what. It really it probably is. Like, I walked in with a laptop bag full of jokes. No. Um, and so, yeah, so we're, we're here. Uh, it's Vegas, and, and what's going on is um, the last night we decided to do Molly. Roll Molly. I don't know how to say that. I really don't. Uh, we consume a pill. Uh, it's called MDMA. And... Uh, what happens is I was instructed not to drink any water or anything like that, and we don't. Um, and my friend like puts in one in my mouth, like bloop, like a Yoshi egg. And so I take it. I'm like waiting. I'm just drinking waters. It's really annoying. Nothing's happening. It's 30 minutes. I'm like, none of these lights here make sense. Why is David Guetta playing? Like, that's not my scene. Um, and then I'm like, yo, man, like something needs to happen. And then he puts in another one. And now, now I'm two in, and it's 40 minutes in, and nothing happens. And then... All of a sudden, it's just like, like my hands are like, like midget hands. Oh, is that rude? No. But they were, pu- yeah, <laughs> little person hands. <laughs> is that less rude? Um, I, and just, just my eyes were just all over the place. All the lights in Vegas make sense now. And um, one of my friends just turns around and he's like, this is drugs and another friend just like stops and covers him and he's like i got you i love you i will save you forever and i magically just like rise in the air and like i'm like doing what all those bitches at coachella do and like now it makes sense and um at that point we decided to kind of hold hands the entire time um and all my friends are most of my friends are indian unless they're comics um (laughs) it's just true um 
And so we decide to leave the bar holding hands. And so now there's four brown dudes walking on the strip of Vegas, just holding hands and, and walking down. And um, <laughs> um, I apparently you're supposed to hydrate a lot when you, when you consume this drug. And so I, I picked up a, a crystal geyser gallon and I was holding at the end. It's because I'm born in February, so I'm an Aquarius since I was holding it. I was a water bearer, I guess. And one of my friends had a, a Bluetooth speaker. And so he held that on the other end and we played one song on repeat and it was the song by the weekend called often Have you guys heard it and um but we played the kygo remix so now i'm like picture like four brown dudes just walking down holding hands one dude's got the water at the end and the other one's just holding a bluetooth speaker on full loud volume and it's it's like often often girl i do this often and we're just walking and I don't know, we were like, this is Vegas, this is Vegas, and they were like respectable old women walking by, kind of like you, and they were like, this is Vegas, and um, yeah, that was my, my first and only Molly story, and I never did drugs again, because I can't top that, um, but I think I'm done, and, and, and just feedback on how to structure this would be helpful, but I think it's going somewhere, hopefully. Yay, what's up, Dixit, drugs, anybody have any? Drug stories are hard because it's like telling a dream. It's like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting to you, and unless you somehow connect it to us, does that, I mean, I don't mean yeah. to be mean, but it's like, you know, like, uh, but just keep telling that story. I mean, if, especially if it's the only time you've done drugs, that makes it very unique and interesting. You don't want to follow it up with like, and then I did DMT, and then people are like, fuck you, man, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with Pam. I also dream about having a good drug story someday. So, okay, no. Um, I um, I mean, basically, if you want to get a more structure, because it sounded like you were just telling it from memory mostly, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, basically, you should just you should just uh, write it out and then fit in, like, retroactively put in jokes and just know the exact moments where people are supposed to laugh. And... F if it, does that make sense? Like yeah. it, it, it's just easier if you, because you have the story all ready to go. So you just yeah, you just need to like retroactively like almost like force fit jokes back into it. If that makes sense. Be super quick. My bus is coming in three minutes. Oh, so, Be super oh, fast. Yeah. Three minutes. Uh, two minutes. I My bus is coming in two minutes. I just want to go really slowly right now. Um, I think I think it's just an ending. I want and I want what you think is the sort of emotional and narrative climax of the story. I don't know if it's just you and your bros holding hands and like maybe that's just not totally in enough. Like I think they're, I don't know, what do, what do you think is like the height of your story or the ending? I, I think it's, 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 well there's this other piece where we kind of like continue to hold hands and we're looking at the glass ceiling and we're like crying, we actually did, and we told each other why we loved each other so much and like we went, like I came up with this game and we played it. Because of the glass ceiling, that's what makes it funny, you're all from a different country and you finally broke the glass ceiling. Okay, that has to be the end, bye everybody! Thank you, sorry. Activists and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Subliminal SF.
brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m. Rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com So 
you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Uh, please give it up for DJ Sasquatch Baracho, who's just entertaining you with his. We have a fantastic program of music for you this evening. How many people out there like pins of light? They are playing here tonight. I'm fucking believable. Uh, has anybody ever seen the birth effects? They're fine. They're great. They're from Los Angeles. And they're gonna fucking melt your faces and kick your eye holes in. But I know. It sounds very aggressive. It's very aggressive. But we're, first and foremost, we're gonna kick it off with uh, somebody we're very excited about. Welcome to the stage, people. More bison.
shot of tequila, baby. Got it. This is not my show. Guys, We're at the makeout room. We got a shit ton of merch. Limited space, but man, if you guys want to come get some shit, man, we got some quality shit. <laughs>